Welcome to the Crypto Hopper Crypto Trading Podcast, where we help you become a better trader. Whether you're new to crypto or a seasoned pro, this podcast is for you. Tune in to hear from industry experts and check out CryptoHopper.com for our world-class automated trading bot. In this episode, we have Crypto Hopper's lead technical analyst discussing support and resistance trading. Subscribe to stay up to date on the latest crypto trading tips and insights. Hello everyone, I hope you're all doing great today. My name is Mihai and I'm the main technical analyst at CryptoHopper. Today I'll be talking about what support and resistance is and how to trade it successfully. If you already know what support and resistance is, you can skip ahead to where we talk about how to use support and resistance in your trading. First off, I think I should explain what support is. Support levels act as barriers preventing the price from falling below them. In technical terms, support is a price level where the cryptocurrency has bounced back up before and is therefore likely to bounce back up again. Let me give you an example to make things easier to understand. Imagine that Bitcoin is worth $30,000. Then the price starts falling and it reaches $20,000. The price then doesn't fall below $20,000 and instead it starts rising back again. $20,000 would therefore be a support level. Resistance levels are the opposite of support levels. Instead of acting as barriers preventing the price from falling below them, they act as barriers preventing the price from going above them. In technical terms, resistance is a price level where the cryptocurrency has fallen from before and is therefore likely to fall down again once it reaches it there. Let me give you an example again to make things easier to understand. Imagine that Bitcoin is worth $20,000. Then the price starts rising and it reaches $30,000. The price is unable to break above $30,000 and then it starts falling down from there. In that case, $30,000 would be a resistance level. So does that mean that support and resistance levels always work and the price never goes above or below them? Not at all actually and especially not in the crypto market. Otherwise, the price would never make an all-time high and as we all know, it is not true. A key aspect of support and resistance levels is that they are dynamic. What I mean by that is that a previously broken support level becomes a new resistance and a previously broken resistance level becomes a new support. For example, imagine that Bitcoin is now worth $25,000 and $20,000 is a support level. The price then starts falling and the $20,000 support doesn't hold and the price falls below it, let's say to $16,000 for example. Now that the price is below $20,000, the previous $20,000 support is now a resistance. The other way around also works. So for example, imagine that Bitcoin is again worth $25,000 and $30,000 is a resistance level. Once Bitcoin rises above $30,000, then $30,000 would transition and become a new support level. As previously mentioned, this aspect makes support and resistance levels very dynamic. So if the price is above an important level, that important level is a support. And if the price is below an important level, that important level is a resistance. In order to become an important level that can act as a support or resistance, the price needs to have reversed its trend at least once when it reached that level, going either up or down. There are many different ways to trade 
with support and resistance levels. The first trading style that I want to talk about is trading breakouts. A breakout is when the price breaks either above a resistance level or below a support level. Breaking below a support or above a resistance level usually results in a violent price action in the direction of the breakout. For example, if the price is currently at $25,000 and $30,000 is a resistance level and we get a breakout above $30,000, the price is likely to continue going even higher. Breakout traders will therefore try to buy when the price breaks above a resistance level and ride the wave up. These traders will usually set a stop loss just below $30,000 in case the breakout doesn't work out. As with all trading strategies, they don't always work. It's impossible to win all the time. Sometimes the price breaks above a resistance level just to come back down right away. That is what we call a fake out. When it looks like we have a breakout but the price turns back right away. That is why most traders use a stop loss to manage their risk. Most place a stop loss a little bit below the breakout level. Some traders decide to wait until we get a candle closed on the daily chart above a resistance level before they get in. Waiting until the candle closes is usually considered far safer, as the breakout is more secure. However, on the other hand, the potential for profit is smaller as the price has already made a significant move. Thus, in short, buying at the breakout yields on average higher risk and higher reward, while buying after a daily candle closed above the breakout yields on average a lower risk but also lower returns. Another important question when trading breakouts is when to get out, and there are many different options. Some traders have a fixed percentage they want to make on a trade and they go for that. Others want to take their profits at or close to the next resistance level. Another good option is to use a trend following indicator. A trend following indicator is great for following the trend and finding the end of the trend. Therefore, it usually works well for us as it can tell us when the uptrend following the breakout will end and we can take the profit close to the top of the trend. Some examples of trend following indicators include moving averages like simple or exponential moving average. In this example, you can take your profit when the price crosses below the moving average you have set up. Another way many traders use support and resistance levels is to buy at support and sell at the resistance. With this strategy, we assume that both levels will hold. This can be very profitable during a ranging market. A ranging market is when the price is stuck between two levels and is not actually making any higher highs or lower lows. However, this strategy would be harder to implement in a bearish market as the possibility of the support level breaking is greater. Therefore, before implementing this strategy, it would be useful to find the direction of the overall trend and avoid trading in a bear market. Like with the breakout trading strategy, there are a few different ways you can implement this strategy to buy at support and sell at the resistance. The riskier option is to buy before the price reaches the support level and to sell just below the resistance. The risky part here is that you are essentially trying to catch a falling knife and you don't know if the support level will hold. Therefore, you have a higher chance of losing. Alternatively, what you can do is wait for the price to bounce off of the support zone and then go in. This way, there is a higher chance of the trade playing out in your favor as you have the confirmation of the support level holding. 
Of course, nothing is certain and it may look like a coin is bouncing off the support level only to crash below it, but that is part of the game. In any case, waiting for the bounce on the support before buying in is generally considered safer, but also offers less rewards as you are missing out on some of the profit margins. For the selling part, many traders choose to sell just below the next resistance. Of course, you can choose other methods too, such as a fixed take profit or a trend following indicator again, which could be particularly useful if the coin then breaks the next resistance level on its way up, allowing you to take more profit. Before I go on to talk about other types of support and resistance, I would like first to say a few more words about the support and resistance levels I just talked about. The more times that the price tests a support or resistance area, the more significant the level becomes. When the price keeps bouncing off a support or resistance level, more buyers and sellers will notice and will base trading decisions based on those levels. Therefore, if a resistance was tested many times before a breakout was made, when the resistance becomes a support, it will likely be very strong as it held the price there for a long time and vice versa. Support and resistance zones are likely to be more significant when they are preceded by steep advances or declines. For an instance, an uptrend will be met with more competition and enthusiasm and may be halted by a more significant resistance level than a slow and steady advance. A slow advance may not attract as much attention. This is also true in the case of a strong downtrend. The more volume was present at the particular level, the stronger that level becomes, especially when coupled with a strong price movement, as mentioned earlier. When strong activity occurs on high volume and the price drops, a lot of selling will likely occur when the price returns to that level. This is because some traders who didn't use a stop loss to get out when that level broke would be waiting to sell at the break-even point. Finally, larger timeframes such as the daily, weekly or monthly chart are more commonly used for finding support or resistance levels. While you can use a 5-minute or a 1-minute chart to find support or resistance levels that are more relevant to you if you're day trading, they are less likely to be used useful as those that can be identified on the larger time frame. That is because there is a lot more noise, as we say in technical terms, on the smaller time frames than on the larger ones. In trading, noise is identified as small price corrections in the market as well as price fluctuations that distort the overall trend. Market noise can make it more challenging for investors to know what's driving the trend and whether a trend is changing or merely experiencing short-term volatility. Therefore, on the smaller timeframes, if you see the price reversing from a specific level, it may just be due to the noise and not actually a true reversal. Price points acting as support and resistance, like we just mentioned, are generally considered the most important and are also called horizontal support and resistance levels. However, there are other types of support and resistances that you can use, like trend lines and moving averages. When the market is in an uptrend, a lower trend line can be drawn by traders by connecting the lows of the uptrend. Trend lines can be extended to the right, where it can be used to predict low points in the uptrend. 
Now you can have a good idea of when to buy when the market is in an uptrend. Similarly, you can connect the high points of an uptrend and make another parallel line. This upper trend line would be useful when extended to the right in showing future resistance levels. Therefore, a suitable strategy you can use here is to buy when the price is close to the lower trend line and to sell when it is close to the higher trend line. You can also manage your risk by placing a stop loss below the lower level of the trend line. You can draw such a channel in a downtrending market as well. However, it is generally not recommended to trade this pattern in the spot market where you cannot go short. That is because you would not be trading in the direction of the overall trend and that is something you would want to avoid. In general, you always want to trade in the direction of the trend. Therefore, in a downtrend, it makes more sense to short the market near the top of the trend and to cover near the bottom of a trend. Last but not least, we have the mobile support and resistance made up by moving averages. For this, we simply need a moving average. A very common choice is the 200 simple moving average or SMA for short. The 200 SMA acts as a mobile support and resistance, meaning that in an uptrend when the price is above the 200 SMA, the XMA acts as support preventing the price from falling below it. And when the coin is in a downtrend, the SMA acts as a resistance preventing the price from breaking above it. We have a few ways to trade this concept of the SMA acting as support and resistance. First off, we have the breakout. Here we can buy when the price breaks above the SMA and sell when the price breaks below the SMA. We buy when the price breaks above as it has broken a resistance and the momentum is in our favor. Therefore, we believe that the upward momentum will continue and the price will continue to rise. When the price breaks below the SMA, the momentum is considered to have turned bearish as it broke below its support. And therefore, we sell as we believe the price will continue to fall. This strategy works very well when the market is trending, but poorly when it is ranging, as you will get a lot of false breakouts. Another way of trading with the mobile support and resistance is to buy the pullbacks to the SMA. So when the price is above the 200 SMA and then it pulls back close to the SMA we buy, then we can sell at a fixed take profit. With this strategy, we assume that the 200 SMA will hold and we can win by purchasing as the price nears the 200 SMA and then sell when the price it continues its uptrend. This strategy can potentially work in any market. However, it works best in a bull market, of course. You can also set different profit targets. You can set more in a bull market as the price has a higher chance of going higher and smaller ones in a bear market or a ranging one. As with all strategy, this one holds its fair amount of risk. Instead of bouncing at the SMA as we would expect, the price can always just go right through it and you'll have to cut your losses. But as with all strategies, the goal needs to be to win more than you lose, as you'll never be able to make a trading system that wins all the time. In general, moving averages tend to work well on larger timeframes rather than smaller ones. So usually the 4 hours, 12 hours or daily timeframes are used with the strategies described above. On CryptoHopper, we can cannot use regular moving averages as mobile support and resistance because we only use moving averages through crossovers. However, the Parabolic SR is a great candidate for mobile support and resistance instead. The Parabolic SR is a trend following indicator that is displayed on the chart as dots above or below the price. When the dots are below the price, the trend is bullish and the Parabolic SR acts as a support preventing the price from going lower. 
Encrypt Hopper the parabolic SR sends by signals as long as the dots are below the price. This makes the parabolic SR essentially work like a mobile support and resistance. You can then add an indicator like the RSI to make sure that you buy low when the price is relatively close to our mobile support and resistance, the parabolic SR. Since mobile support and resistances, such as moving averages, tend to work better on larger timeframes, so does the parabolic SR. Therefore, you could use the parabolic SR on the daily time frame to establish whether the price is above the support and then the RSI on the hourly chart, for example, to make sure that you buy relatively close to the support by entering when the RSI is oversold. And with that, I think we touched on the most important aspects of support and resistance in crypto trading. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope you have learned something new to help you on your trading journey. Have a great trading week ahead. Bye!